0: Okay y'all. So if you've been around the building and business block for a minute, you've probably heard somebody talk about doing market research, which hello, market research is a huge part of being successful in business and a huge part of, you know, just really connecting with your client and what they need and what they want. However, I have found in working with clients and fixing their SEO that very often market research could be the thing that is hurting your SEO. So be prepared to take notes, listen in, and maybe you're going to need to shift your SEO a little bit. Listen in as we talk about, could market research be hurting your SEO? Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only work for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees, until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. So before we jump in, I want to talk to y'all a little bit about this course that is coming at you January 5th. So I just finished recording a module on Google Analytics, SEO, and doing your own keyword research. Because hello, that's muy importante for organic traffic, right? But the fun things that I've included in this course is like how to use Google Analytics without losing your mind. Because if you're like me, Google Analytics is not actually fun. Yes, you heard that. Google Analytics is not fun for me, <laughs> not my fave McFave part of my month. However, it's absolutely necessary to know what to look at in Google Analytics and how to use it and how to use it without losing your mind or wanting to cry <laughs> or punch something for, to, to track your growth, right? Because if what you're not tracking, you can't improve. So that's fun. I just recorded that module and got the templates for tracking that inside of my course, the Organic Marketing Framework, which BT dubs. If you're not on the waitlist for that, why aren't you? The waitlisters, y'all get 50 bucks off, $50 off and already steal of a price. And y'all get extra like a group coaching session with me group coaching for keywords. So if you're not on the wait list, get on the wait list. And if you're still kind of on the fence about whether this will be a good fit for you and your business, then jump into the get more leads bootcamp, where I'm going to walk you through some of the framework. You're actually going to learn something. It's not just a hour long pitch and waste of your time. And people who are on that call live are going to be picked from the audience to do keyword research. Like you might actually get some of your keywords figured out for free if you are live in the bootcamp. But those links are in the show notes, so make sure that you are signed up for one or both of those things. And we're gonna dive into today's topic of, could your market research be hurting your SEO? So, background here. So, so often when I sit down to do an SEO coaching call, a keyword research coaching call with a client, we start off our conversation, and you know I have them fill out an intake form, and they have an idea of what they think their keywords are. You know, we know what their content buckets are, and they're like, hey, I think these are my keywords, which is amazing, like I want you to have some starting point. But, so often they'll be like, hey, this is what my people are saying, so this is what my keywords are. And they may or may not, depending on how long they've been around the block, have even been using those keywords in their page titles and their H1 text, And in naming things and all over the place, which is cool, you would think, until we dig into the actual SEO keyword research and find out that ain't nobody searching for that keyword. (laughs) Which is a little bit discouraging for clients sometimes because they're like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to market and get people for this keyword and they find out that nobody's actually searching for that keyword. So here is what I want you to do to fix that. Okay, here's the main, the big thing that I want you to do. Okay, the one big thing I needed you to make a distinction and keep separate lists for what I call verbiage keywords and typed keywords. Now, please know that when I say keywords, I also mean keyword phrases or long tail keywords like they're all one in the same in my world. <laughs> but I need you to keep separate lists for them and separate them differently in your head because that market research that you've done to learn people's pain points and have conversations with them and you know hear, oh gosh, this this is what she struggles with or this is what he struggles with and to to put in the work to do that with a lot of people so that you have a huge bank of phrases to pull from, y'all, that is gold. That is marketing gold. However that cannot necessarily dictate your SEO strategy. Why? Because sometimes the words that are coming out of our mouth are different than the words that we type with our fingers. Why? I don't really know for sure. (laughs) I think part of it is because when we're having a conversation with somebody... Like there's a level of comfort that isn't there when we sit down to do a Google search and, or, you know, when we're having a conversation with somebody or filling out a survey, we don't have our little researcher hats on. Like when we do, when we sit down to a computer or our smartphones and look for a solution. And so the words that we're using are very often different. Like for example, just straight up for example but it's a very true authentic example when you're having conversations with another service provider very often they will say i just need to get more clients or book more clients okay but the the searches for those phrases are poop now lead generation and make more money great (laughs) maybe not the right size for you to be going for but they're searched. And so when you are doing your really honing in on your SEO strategy and really trying to get more organic traffic to your website, you have to make the distinction between your verbiage keywords and phrases and the typed keywords and phrases. And you know, sometimes they're not that different, right? Like the end goal for getting more clients is to make more money, right? (laughs) Or the end goal for, you know, organic traffic is lead generation, right? Like they're they're blended together in their intention and their goal, but for SEO purposes, you have to capitalize on SEO keywords, not just verbiage keywords. Okay. Now, do they both matter? Do you even need both? And my answer is absolutely yes, because ultimately in business, you're connecting with somebody's heart, right? We need to connect with them as a person. And sometimes the verbiage that they use man, it just hits home in a way that like a typed phrase isn't going to hit home. You know, if somebody's like, man, I'm just struggling with XYZ. And that just really is the core of who your ideal client avatar is. Gosh, absolutely use that phrase. But you have to use it in the right place. Okay. Because if you're using verbiage keywords that are never searched (laughs) in some prime SEO real estate then you're not going to get found because nobody is searching for what you offer like that okay so you have to have to have to make the distinction you have to learn the difference between your verbiage keywords and your seo keywords all right now i have episode number 13 i walk you through how to do keyword research episode 40 i walk you through what to do with your keywords after you have found them and episode 44 I've got more stuff on how to find your top three keywords. Like y'all scroll back through here, listen to a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of episodes on keyword research, but know that you do have to make the distinction. Okay. Now your verbiage keywords, absolutely important. They just don't need to be in your H1 text or your page titles. Okay. They need to be where people are going to see them and connect with them. And that's going to hit home. Absolutely. But they need to be in places that don't carry a lot of SEO weight. All right. And I know that just quote making the distinction between your verbiage keywords and your SEO keywords seems almost too simple to help, but really and truly, it does make a huge difference because then you know, oh, this is something they say, but not necessarily something that they search. And it'll just take a lot of the confusion out for you, for your team and for your audience, and obviously help boost your SEO because you're putting the right keywords, the right type of keywords in the right places. And if you're like, oh my gosh, Faith, just tell me what my keywords are, help me, then go ahead and book an SEO strategy coaching call because I, I'm almost out of those spots through the end of this year and halfway through January. I think I have to look at my books again, but I think I have two, maybe three spots left and I am all, all discovery called out for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about getting a, a coaching call, book that stat before they fill up and make sure that you're on the wait list or sign up for the boot camp because y'all, this course the online, the organic marketing framework is just going to set you up for so much success and help you really truly learn to get leads using blogging, SEO, and website strategy for yourself. And it'll teach you how to do it, right? Like I can I can do it for you. And that's fine. But I really want to empower you to be able to do it yourself and save thousands of dollars. And who knows how many hours that it took me to figure it all out and all of the bajillion mistakes I made along the way. Because I want you to to get the leads and to be able to connect with your people that God has for you to serve. And I want it to be sustainable for you. And I want you to have the confidence to know that you're doing the right things to market your business. So Grab a coaching call if you want, but make sure that you are signed up for the waitlist for the course and or the bootcamp. Okay, y'all be blessed. I'll talk to you Friday and just have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully, this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes and all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.